Welcome into the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us here on the show. It's a beautiful Monday. Boys are back in town. We've been out for a week. Demry Lachey is here in studio. Got Mr. Kurt. Captain Kurt here on the lines along with Mr. Kwame Lasseter. He's here as well. So we are all back in, ready to run this beautiful Monday show. Back in studio, gentlemen. What's, what's the word? My, my driver is bringing me in now with a lot of traffic, so I had to take my... Uh, my, my chauffeur. Your chauffeur must be an Uber. Chauffeur. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. I'll take that. Kurt, what's going on, Kurt? Hey, man, just trying to get through each day. I heard that. I heard it, that. It was a wonderful weekend to do that with so many great things going on with golf and uh, even hockey. Some awesome hockey played this weekend. Yep. So, There's a boxing match going on on the diamond. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, you know, does that not just make you sick? I'm so sick and tired of these unwritten rules of baseball. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I unwritten rules are going to be crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that's what definitely I want to get get it started off with. I mean, with, like you said, the brawl that was happening on the diamond, on the baseball field. You don't really see it too too often, but when it goes down, it's it's a huge story to talk about and speak about. This is the first time I think I witnessed a fight, a brawl on the field, on a baseball diamond, where no one was rushing the mound or wasn't between a pitcher and a, a pitcher and a batter. It was a gentleman sliding in the second base, Jose Batista in the second baseman. And this is, I think, just the first time I've ever witnessed something like this where it was an action and play. I guess this all started last year during the baseball playoffs between the Rangers and the and the Blue Jays. And when, I guess, Bautista flipped his bat, Rangers felt some type of way about it, the big, huge celebration, and they retaliated in which it was the last game these two teams will ever see each other this season. What is And his last at-bat. And his last at-bat against the team. Now, I, I have my perspective on it. What, what's, what's your take on it, Kurt? I mean, you come from a baseball historic background and dealing with a lot of brawls. The first thing I thought of, like, man, I, I wonder what happened. I wonder what Kurt would do during this standpoint. I wonder if he would bring out the bats and bring up the, the bat story. I can only imagine hey, hey, that. Hey, hey, don't don't go back to those are bad memories. I'm just saying, uh, Batman. I just want to hear. Yeah, like, exactly. what, what's, your, what's your take on it? <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's cowardly. I, I think the Texans are a bunch of uh, cowards. Um, I, you know, this isn't Odor's first time no. that he's, he's started the brawl. Uh, he's definitely got some, some issues, and he's in for, I think, a very, very long suspension, as he should be. I mean, listen, uh, Batista, I, I still don't see anything wrong with that bat flip. I mean, it's like getting upset. God, you could do this every day with... With the with the Nationals yeah. and and Harper and, and what he does, but we've got to just stop this archaic view of these unwritten rules. Batista did nothing wrong for the country of Canada, for the city of Toronto, for baseball in general. I thought it was awesome when he flipped that bat. It was a huge, huge home run. Yeah, and and then to be so cowardly to wait until his last at bat. And they've been pitching him outside literally all day long. They tried to say that this wasn't intentional. Anytime you throw at the middle, right underneath the arm, at a batter, that's intentional. You you weren't coming inside on him because he hits everything inside out of the park. Right. So I just I, I'm disgusted with the whole thing. I think that uh, Odur should be suspended for 50 games, and uh, I. I'm sick and tired of this, this archaic, uh, the rules of baseball, the unwritten rules. Oh, please, give, give me a break. <laughs> Get over yourselves, baseball players. It is not that big a deal. So, no, it, it, it's not. Take. Well, like you said, all of this has to do with the unwritten rule. 
there's going to be retaliation with, hey, that, there's no rule book. There's nothing being said about this. I can still retaliate in ways that I can frustrate the opponent. I can frustrate the other guy. And honestly, I'm not too upset about the way Ordor took this on. I mean, I'm not a huge baseball guy. I'm not a huge baseball uh I love the game of baseball, but I'm not a huge uh, fan, and especially around the rules. I don't get that much into it anymore. But, I mean, the guy was having Bautista almost take his legs out, so he that, that frustrates a middle infielder like no other. I can tell from Again, that standpoint. get over it. Get you get over it. That's baseball. That's called play, calling play. I'm trying hard. to break up a double play. If I'm trying to break up a double play in Bautista, that's what it is. And you can slide through the base if you want to. I'm trying to break up a double play, but this, but this guy, but this anger management, and and I agree, it should be up towards 50 games because it's not your first time. Your intention is to have a ball. You want to do that. Yep. What's the difference between Batista flipping the bat, Steph Curry doing his little shimmy, uh, anybody else, uh, football dancers, and you get in his zone? What's the difference between that? I'm not showing you up. This is something I do. This is something I've done when I was a kid, and I'm not. I don't know how long Batista's been doing this, but me flipping the bat. You know what's stopping me from flipping a bat? If you strike me out or ground me out, I can't flip the bat. Exactly. So you, stay, you put some defense on Steph Curry, he can't do his three-point shimmy on the way back to his bench. He's not doing it in your face. He's doing it on the way back to his bench or away from the opponent. So it's, the unwritten rules, I, I don't really, I don't buy into those at all. You, these are unwritten rules for who? And you telling me I can't do what? That, those make no sense to me. If you want to be a rule, write a man. I don't pay attention. I don't give too much value to unwritten rules. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a great take, Kwame, because they, this is no... I mean, can you imagine uh, Cam Newton in Major League Baseball? <laughs> it, it, there would be a ball every other day. It's well, a joke. Well, even in the NFL, Cam Newton was getting hashed left and right every single day, every single game, and yeah, the Tennessee Titans so even retaliated. So-called pastime of baseball, you keep making it a pastime, you're going to stop people from going in that ballpark. You've got to bring some excitement into those, those, those arenas, those ballparks. And, and, and with Cam Newton doing in football, they would hate this guy in uh, baseball because he is who he is. This guy's excited to play. But he says, look, I'll do this from my hometown. I'm not doing it to disrespect you. This is what I do when I hit a home run. Everybody has something in a certain way. When Ricky Henderson hit a home run, you see what, the, what he does before he starts going to first base? He does a little skip there and then starts trying to run the base. So what? And he's dipping. Stop me from hitting a home run. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he likes dipping that wing all the way around uh, the base pad. So I, I totally agree. I just think, you know, and Odor, again, it was a hard baseball play, and you take exception to that, and you call yourself right. a professional. I I just don't buy it. I think that you're a coward, and you know that it just is. I'll tell you. What, you want to talk about retaliation? They should. This is just a joke. I'm just so sick and tired of it all. And uh, this is part of the things that I don't like about baseball because it's so staunched in in history, which is a joke. It, they are losing. Attendance at the games, uh, every team is yeah. losing attendance, and yeah. you've got to do something to bring this stuff back. And that's why Bryce Harper, you know Batista, I love what they do, what they bring to the game. This this reminds me of the time. I mean, again, imagine McGuire and Sosa back in their home run year. I, you know, shoot, they should be throwing at those guys every time they came up. Yeah. And that's, that's funny what, that you that's brought. That's what I don't like about um, I don't like about professional sports. That's the, this is the only thing probably I put this at the top of the list about professional sports that I don't like is you're not supposed to have an opinion about what you do for a living. You're not supposed to you're not supposed to have any say so on how the game is played. If you're one of the top players, I'm not supposed to be angry. I'm supposed to have that. You remember when Kobe was the, the face of the NBA for a while? He was a good old boy, I should say for the NBA, and then he gets in that, gets in that trouble in Colorado, then he does a 180 of his image. Well, they wanted to have that good old boy that they can market. It's like football and Tom Brady. Well, I'm going to market my superstars. This is going to be what it is. Whether they good or bad, I'm going to find a way to market them because that put people in the seat. And if I'm only thinking about business, I'm thinking about putting people in those seats. And that's the same thing. What was this um, girl movie? Was it a leader of their own or something like that? Um, 
the owner, all he was thinking about was putting people in those seats, even though you were watching female women play baseball. But my, if I'm yeah. a business-minded person, I'm putting people in the seat, I'm marketing all my superstars, whether they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. You can't have killed anybody or have domestic violence, stuff like that. I'm talking about the good and bad on the baseball field, on the diamond. Right. They yeah, started this new... Kobe, who, who named himself Black Mamba, yeah. decided to give himself a nickname and, and uh, because right. he wanted to adapt the... the uh, which I think, by the way, man law, you can never give yourself a nickname. I'm sorry, it just doesn't I, work. I, I agree. You can't, somebody else has to do that. You can never yeah. give yourself a nickname. That is, that's, just, that's the taboo. I mean, I've written rule that. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's written in man law. You just can't do it. Yeah, that's, you can't that's terrible. Right, man. <laughs> but that's, you know, so he embraced the the ugly side of, of uh, who he was and took it to a different level, and he ended up having it represent something other than being a bad boy and, you know, forcing himself on a woman up in uh, in Colorado. But, you know, that's, I, it, it again, is just, uh, this is absurd. I well, can't wait for the... Uh, for the suspensions to come down, I hope that again, Odor. It's it's uh, multiple times now where he's started brawls. He's insinu- he's gotten them started and, and thrown fists. There's no room for that. Well, he didn't they start this. Suspend him. He he didn't start the other brawl in the majors, did he? It was just when he was in a farm league. Oh no, it was, it was in uh, college it was in Double uh, A. Double A. Okay. Double A. And this started and this started with the Batista thing a while ago when he took that uh, years ago last year. You want to get back to it. You, people will just wait. So when people are vindictive, they'll wait to get you, and they'll wait for the perfect time. Look, this is the last time they're going to see each other. I, I better do it now. I'm looking for a reason now. If I'm that type of yeah. guy, I'm looking for a reason. But they, they, this goes way back. Yeah. And honestly, I'm, I like the timing of it, the retaliation, where it's the last time I'm going to see you, last time you're going to see me. I know usually in baseball, like you said, Kurt, the unwritten rules, you get the team right back first time you see them. And for them to do this the last time, this is something I've never seen before. It's this something you're not used to. Cowardly. It can be looked at cowardly, but honestly, I like it because it's kind of like this is the last time I'm gonna see you. This is the last memory. You thought this was gonna be. You oh thought this was God. over. Oh. You didn't. You thought oh. we was gonna let you slide by by this. It's the last time. So here's the last bye, thing. Bye. Here's the lasting memory Strike of it. Strike the guy out. Thank you. Strike the guy out. You don't want him to. I get that, yeah. Strike him out. And they tried retaliation. And they tried to do that. They they pitched at him all game in the games before that. It is just the last at bat is where we. I I I like. I I don't know. I'm I'm, I I like it. I'm not too. I'm so used to. I'm not a big fan of cowards. uh, No, I'm not a big fan of cowards either. Ever. I'm not a big fan of cowards either, but. For it, this is this is the last uh, memory you gonna remember of this. You gonna you you thought we was gonna let you slide by. You knew you started a rivalry. Let let this hinder for uh, you for the rest of the year. Rivalry should not be displayed on the field through antics that aren't associated with not the field of play at all. Not at all. And so I I dis- totally disagree. This is the most cowardly way to go out. And hence I'd give him another hundred game suspension for being a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, yeah, rivalry should only do about with the wins and losses and, and how we can never beat this team. And then we find a way to beat them. And yeah. then there's a rivalry. Okay, that should be Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, that type of stuff. I agree. Exactly. Knock the snot out of each other within the confines of the game. Strike them out. You know, do whatever you need to do, but. You know, to just take this, again, that play, Batista's trying to break up the double play. And, again, that happens every single game. Every, every night. Every single game, that happens. Oh, no. And for him to say, no, he was trying to ruin my career, oh, please, just stop already. Yeah, your You're career. Let's, let's define your career. Let's do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, well, playing in major leagues. It's yeah, interesting I, I, to see where he goes from here. So you think fifty game suspension is enough? I think 50. I think so. I it'll be interesting to see how many games he gets, but I it needs to be fifty or more. Yeah, they they'll probably give him twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I, I, they will. They probably give him twenty five because they need more action like that. They got to get him back in for the season. Yeah, they and the season's whole, still young. Also, they started this whole campaign thing now. Make baseball fun again. <laughs> 
<laughs> they got like, some Trump in them. No, it's it's literally like on the bottom of the baseball bat. I seen Bryce Harper step up to plate, make baseball funny. funny Bryce again. Bryce been trying to make it fun. With, with and he's been doing his job. Yeah, Yasiel Puig had on a hat. Took a picture before one of the Dodgers games. Make, See, make baseball fun again. When they have to do those antics, the powers that be, the people up top, know that this game can fall off in the time soon. We talked it earlier. It's falling off. Well, well we mentioned, Kirk mentioned earlier about uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire and, and even Barry Bonds in that matter for that for that much. Sterros had hit that baseball. There was nobody in those seats. They had banned. A lot of guys got banned, and they, they didn't want to see that. So when they they allow these guys to take steroids and then they punish them for it because those steroids help bring right. bring seats back into bring butts back into those seats because the excitement of who's going to lead who's going to finish off in the top as a home run leader it was McGuire Sosa Barry Bonds was in the mix I think Barry came in third in, in that year but it was exciting yeah. to watch again but they allowed them to do that and then they punished them for it because oh you make baseball fun again yeah you better make it fun you better mm-hmm. keep it fun. Stop letting these superstars not have an opinion about a rule or unwritten rule. It sometimes things be changed. Rules, rules are meant to be broken. They're not meant to be broken. Rules get broken, and they change. And when the consensus take a hold of it, then we got to reevaluate this rule right. for the betterment of the game. And then, and then it's fun. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk to evolve. Yeah, Kwame Lasser Sports Talk. We do need to take a quick break. We got plenty of sports to talk about. I think it was a fun, exciting week. Probably one of the best sports week ever that happened last week. So we got plenty more to come in your way. You listen to Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back here. Carmen Lasseter, Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144. Call in. Join us. Boys back in town. Kwame Lasseter here in studio from the car from Uber to the studio. My, uh, my, my chauffeur name is James. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shout out to James. Kurt Feltkeller also here on the lines. Demi Lachey is here in studio. Kurt's on location. I'm going to back up my talk. That was the best week ever of sports this year. Every oh week goodness. in sports. Like, okay, I'm thinking about this year. if you're a betting sports <laughs> guy, if you were better, you then you had a lot of things to bet on. But you know what? You can bet on anything. I bet you right now which bird gonna fly off the pole first. It's two birds sitting on the pole. I mean you <laughs> that's a betting person and you wanna watch sports. You can bet everything a sport. You can. But I, I don't know if I this can week bird and some real life jumping. real life sports, this is the best week ever. This year. Yeah. Mm. That's Jay uh, cut me off when I was talking. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, I, hey, if it doesn't include football, I don't know how I can make the it the best. Yeah, football's not even in the week. So I was just saying this year, but the week you talking about unless even you the, even mini camps, 
mini camps. Yeah, have you mini seen? camps jumped off. Rookie, yeah, rookie mini camps jumped off this week. Sam Bradford came back this week. It was a good week in sports. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. <laughs> that's that's like Kwame. talking about Johnny Menzel. Let's talk about him too. If we're gonna talk about Sam Bradford. Kwame, when when Sam Bradford comes walking into the locker room, what's the first thing you say to him? I'm like, I don't who, think you can say that on the. Oh yeah, I probably I don't want to cuss a whole lot. <laughs> but I'm looking at this dude. But who do you think you are? You know, you play like six or seven years in the league and no, no production. Yeah. And you gonna you gonna hang us out like that? You missing those training camps hurt our team, or you putting that distraction on our team hurts our team. You got twenty two million dollars, fool. Right. You, I, it's not even the money. It's when you win, everything's take everything is a plus from there. Whatever money you want, if you're not a competitor, why don't why are you in this locker room? Everybody in here is competing, even from the starters from last year to the guys coming in. That's why they hold a draft every year. They look at, I just dropped a receiver this year. Next year, I'm going to draft another receiver. I'm looking to make my team better. So if Philadelphia does, makes a business move on drafting a quarterback, that's for the future. And if he's good enough to play now and he looks like he can take the team to where we want to go, playoffs consistently, and then finally come out of the NFC East and, and represent the NFC in a Super Bowl, if that's even possible. But I have to make business moves just like you thought you was making a business move. Right. We gave you $22 million guaranteed dollars. We gave you 36 I believe, in total money. And all you got to do is play out your contract. But you was afraid of a little competition because there's no way I told you you was going to be the franchise or the future of this team by me giving you a two-year deal. If that was the case, I would have gave you a $6 million deal and more money. They, and they continue to say, though, that he was the starting quarterback. He will be. He didn't want to hear it because he didn't believe it. He didn't want to believe it. I think week one, depending on – I think he's going to outplay Wentz to begin with. I, and then they bought in the backup quarterback who is the head coach, Peterson's favorite, Chase Daniel. Daniels. That's going to be a he's very competitive. Being a starter. I think Bradford is going to start week one, day one, period. I think I'm going to make a business decision that's beneficial for the team. If, 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 if he comes in here, if a Wentz goes in there – and he's playing at the same level as Sam Bradford. I'm putting Carson Wentz in the starting lineup. Well, you don't know until I'm gonna see how my what, team. Until see, this what, is why I practice. Games? Is that yeah, what you're yeah. This is of? why I practice. He's gonna get just a minute. They're gonna split those reps. He's gonna get just. I, I'm. I'm gonna see how the t- team respond to both of those guys when on the field. Now it's different because most teams are idiotic and they don't put the the backup quarterback in Carson Wentz in with the first team. Enough to say, oh, they respond well. So you got to put them in the same situation, give them the same scenarios. You can't just say, oh, he's going against the second team, so he's balling. A lot of teams right. do that, and then when the season comes, you wonder why they're not good because he's been playing against the second team guys or the third team guys in preseason that half of the football fans even watch. So now when he's running with the first team against a first team opponent with all their starters, then he's not so good. So I'm giving him, I'm putting him in the same situation Sam Bradford's going to be in. It's not going to be. Oh my goodness! He played lights out against the second team guys. No, you gonna play lights out against the first team guys. Yeah, and that's why I think they're gonna roll with Bradford. What's that noise? Run to your neighborhood. It's Kurt. Oh, I, I mean, I think they're gonna roll with Bradford. Over here, don't mind me. <laughs> Twenty-two and a half million dollars. You don't do that uh, on NBC Sports Radio. <laughs> you gonna put him in first to make sure. $22.5 million. You're going to make sure you put that in first. If, if it doesn't Daniels work. Daniels is going to be the starting quarterback, I think. In week one? I don't. Listen, I don't think anything's guaranteed to Bradford right now. Not only should the coaches be looking more skeptically at him, I'm positive the players are looking more skeptically at him. And I don't think he's. He has shown to me that he doesn't have the wherewithal to want to compete. Um, and I just. I, I just. I'm, again, it, it, it's such a cowardly way of demanding a trade because they draft a quarterback. And, Unbelievable. And don't tell me how great your agent is and that he was the agent for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is done. I know a lot of agents, uh, and this, strategically they do this, and it's a, great, it's a great move to be able to do it, but you have to have some of the top players. Some agents had like 12 of the top quarterbacks one time, and a mediocre quarterback will come in and say, well, if you don't sign this guy to a three-year deal, a, a deal that he does not deserve, well, don't ask me about 
for example, a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees coming out next year because you know those are my guys. Don't ask me about them. I need this team to sign you right now. Mm-hmm. So when you have leverage, you have leverage. Sam Bradford had no leverage in this situation, so none, he just none at all. He just wanted. He don't want to compete. I, I, I'm gonna go back to your original question, Kurt. What would I do in the locker room? I say I don't want you on this team. You left us because you was afraid to compete. To compete. Now that when you think about it and you talk about it out loud and you look at the big picture, you're like this guy left because somebody made a business decision around him, and that's all he's been doing, making business decisions. Yeah. I mean, all the trust issues, I think it all fell apart. And you can't yeah, trust can't a guy trust like them. that getting under especially the center. Especially a quarterback. Especially, yeah. And especially being a wide receiver, like you walking out on us just because we, the organization brought in another talent. Like you said, you got to get better for the future. Obviously, Sam Bradford, you have not proven anything. You have anything. not won a darn thing now before. We in workouts. So you going to walk you out say, on uh, workouts. Damn. I can say damn. I mean, it's. It's pathetic that he, he even came back in, in. I mean, obviously, your agent did a great job speaking I, to the organization. I would <laughs> your, like to know to come back in. how he came back in. I would like to know what they— Oh, that's see, his this, great agent. This is why they're going to be 6 great agent. This, They're going to be 6 and 10 because if those guys let him in without any— let, let, We need to talk. Yeah. If they let him back on that locker room without we need to talk conversation, they're going to be 6 and 10. You heard it here first. Rolling, rolling with Chase Daniel or Wentz. I if mean, Chase Daniel start, Carson Wentz should be starting. Chase Daniel is good. He's just been a backup. He's been journeying. Yeah. He's not bad. Chase Daniel, would he come out of Missouri? Yeah, he came out of Missouri. Yeah. yeah. He's not bad. But if, if, if you're talking about starting Chase Daniels, but he has been in camp this whole time. So he deserved that privilege. If he's and he knows the offense. And he knows the offense well. He gets those guys to move around. He knows how to make the check. And if you got a good offensive coordinator – you're going to be 6 and 10. You got a great office coordinator, you'd be 10 and 6. And you put your quarterback in a situation that's going to happen in the game against the opponents that you need to beat, and that's the Dallas Cowboys, that's the New York Giants, and that's the, the um, Washington Redskins. You put them in a situation, you take care of that, then you take care of home. Right. Now, it's also been some predictions being made. I don't know if you're ready to jump into that today, but. I mean, dealing with NFL right now, I think that was the biggest story of the week, Sam Bradford coming back. Really hasn't been too anything else particular. Just some prediction that's been going out. Um, let's hop over to the NBA world. I know today Carl Anthony Towns just got announced Rookie of the Year, unanimous choice. But there was also unanimous choice in the MVP call out, and Steph Curry winning this again back to back two years in a row. Unanimous first time in NBA history. First one. LeBron James did not take that on too well. LeBron James. He made some comments. Go ahead. See, right now we should have LeBron James comments being played right now. I understand that. Yeah, I know. But that's, that's, that's why we take a Two o'clock, off. three o'clock show. <laughs> what I'm saying is LeBron James, he didn't fit that too well. I, I think unanimous. Obviously, you know he's king. He wants to feel as if you got to remember everything when you talk about MVP and unanimous. But I think he made a little point. He, he, did, he did make a, a point in which – he shouldn't have taken stuff away from Steph, but that moment. But at the same time, he was saying, calling him out. Yeah, he did. He joined the fifty forty ninety club. Okay, he averaged thirty points. Okay, his team LeBron's, won seventy three. Okay, he didn't say okay at the end of each moment. Pretty much, he should have. He, he could, yeah. And what, and what I got from it, I mean, he, he was definitely tossing shade on it. But you got to think about the most valuable player. I hate guys and hate such a strong word. I dislike guys. Damn near hate um, that say not taking the thing away from this guy or that guy, but this and that. You it's are taking it just away. taking it away. You <laughs> just say the guy's name, coward. Just say the just guy's name. It away. Not taking the thing away from Steph. Let Curry. me take this away from you, Curry. But but, but <laughs> this right here, MVP. I've done this before. When you was getting MVPs of the league, nobody was saying anything about you because we thought you was the MVP. We think Steph Curry is the MVP of the league. Find me somebody else in that league who can do what he's doing right now. But you know why he's able to do that? Because it is a team game. Right. He has a team around him. You can't do it because you can't get uh, Smith. Because LeBron is the team. He, that, that's all LeBron was meaning. But I, he has see, a team I, now. You this talk year? about valuable. I do everything for this Cavaliers team. Take so, me away. What are you the team we're MVP? Winning, we're not winning a darn thing. I'm, I'm the team MVP for the Philadelphia 76ers. What's that saying? <laughs> what is that saying? I'm, I'm not the, winning. Okay. Right. I'm the MVP, but I'm the best player for the Philadelphia 76ers. I went out there and I gave maximum effort, but we can't win. I'm the team MVP for the for the Philadelphia 76ers. That's not saying a whole lot. 
Yeah. So when you was for yeah, you, I agree. for you to be the MVP of the Cleveland Cavaliers, we agree with that. We won't even argue that. You you can be unanimous. You are unanimous on your team. But around the league, show me somebody who can do what he's doing. And I'm not saying Steph Curry can do that by himself. He is only allowed to do that because he has players around him that fits into the role. And that's why these guys win. I, I say that against they got to get past the Oklahoma City Thunder, first of all. They got to get past those guys. And then we could talk about what Golden State they, Warriors. They're not going to do that? They, they start off game one tonight. Yeah, and I can't wait. But it's not going to be – well, I got to go speak at a concussion seminar. But, it, look, it, it is not going to be easy. No. It's not going to be easy as you think. Oklahoma City Thunder, they, the role they're on right now, and they were playing a – we watched Lamar Aldridge get off of two games and then he disappeared. Where did this guy go? He disappeared. And then everybody else around him. I didn't even see him. You had guys on the bench who didn't even play. That yeah. played in regular season, who was a part of that. What did they win? Sixty-seven games. They won. They went forty-one and one at home. Yeah. And then they lose at home three times or two or three times in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, there was a couple guys that just I, I didn't understand why Popovich I'm just saying. did not play some of the guys. In yeah. which, like the gentleman Simmons, Kyle Anderson, they didn't play this much. They didn't play at all in the playoffs. He kept like, a lot of, but during the season, these guys was playing 15 minutes a game. Simmons was playing 25, was starting ball games. I understand you give guys rest and everything, but it, these guys are ready to play. If, if your older gentlemen can't get it done, or they look like they got exhausted at sometimes during some runs that OKC was making, you got to make some changes. Get some youth in that game, and hey, let's just just compete. Just just try to defend and compete. He's going to retire because he. Because he's starting to be humble. He's going to retire, Popovich. He's going to retire because now, I, I mean, they ask, some reporters ask some of the dumbest questions as far as, you know, when they ask about, when they ask a coach about Donovan, how, how is he doing against you? Do you think he'll do this far? They still had a game to play. So I understood the answer that the Hall of Fame coach for the San Antonio Spurs gave. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to, you are who you are, so don't change for anybody. The problem with changing, when you get around a bunch of people and, you start acting like them, and you can't be yourself. That's the, when the problem comes in hand. When you stick to who you are and stick to your guns, then that's where you get the real answer that you really don't want. Don't ask me about another coach. Don't ask me about my players when I'm trying to figure out how to win with my coach and win with my players. Right. Donovan did a well, great Kyle job. Lowry certainly uh, put LeBron in his place. Yeah. And yeah, he did. After the game, probably one of the best players besides Steph. <laughs> so I think Kyle Lowry, who – by the way, I gained an awful lot of respect for his game watching the last few games. I didn't even know who the heck this guy was. I didn't know anybody really on Toronto's team. But he, uh, Lowry was awesome the last couple games for, for the Raptors. But I will tell you this, I think you're kind of you're, you're poking a sleeping giant when you start saying stuff like that about Cleveland, the way they're playing. Uh, there's no reason to give them any more incentive and especially LeBron James, any more incentive than uh, what he did. That that was stupid. What And what, cool. and what Kyle yeah, Lowry what, said? What he said, saying that LeBron is probably one of the best players <laughs> besides Steph. Oh. I like it. Yeah. So, I like it. But every, see, that, that, the, way, the way he worded it didn't even make sense. He's probably one of the best players besides Steph. That, that, I can't hear that and make sense out of that. Yeah, he is one of the best players but you don't have to put besides Steph because Steph is one of the best players also. This year, he just happened to get a unanimous vote that has never happened before in a league with yeah, a bunch of superstars. He's just stirring the pot right now. That's it. He's just stirring LeBron's oh. pot. Yeah, LeBron goes damage him up real nice. That's, and we all know that. <laughs> and we all know even before and he's Lowry even too. made those comments, this is going to give his team some type of confidence to play for against But I think the some of these Cavaliers. guys make these comments and – they not. They don't have any ill intentions to them. They just dumb and don't know what to say. That was when intentional. Put, when you put the that mic was very in, intentional. You think so? Yes. Maybe. Absolutely. That was the biggest. I'm not sure it was because I. I how can you be that stupid to say something like well, that? Well, it, it's it's just they because just swept of two him. teams. Well, let me tell you because it it also goes back to what LeBron James always. Everything it seems like everything goes through LeBron in the Eastern Conference in the NBA period. It's at, at some point everything goes through LeBron, That's right? The LeBron's the king, right? Hey, LeBron James, two weeks ago. How do you feel about possibly playing against Miami Heat? Oh, I can't wait. This, that's the game I want to get. And then all of a sudden, he got to ask that question again. He backed off. Yeah, because So he, he was already calling out to Toronto Raptors. Y'all, y'all done. Y'all, y'all not going to beat my boy D-Wade in the Heat. Y'all not going to beat them in the series. See, when you beat— So 
now that I got the microphone in my face, now it's my turn to go, oh, yeah, you know, I can't wait to face one of the best players besides Steph Curry. What's wrong with that? I don't find anything wrong with that. That's him throwing back. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. I don't find anything wrong with that because LeBron James, he he called these boys out. He said Toronto was not even going to beat Miami. Right. They weren't even supposed to be playing. So uh, now that I got my moment, LeBron, here, here we go. Now, Again, if Kyle Lowry was was an MVP of the league or or a um, had had a little bit more pedigree behind him, fine. That would make sense. But there is he no got pedigree. Reason. Lowry there was probably is top no, guy up there. Lowry got a little pedigree. He got he got he got some say so. He's got. He, he has he's no not champion. LeBron's class. No, I'm not. No, not at all. He's not in LeBron's class. So no, I I think it's a stupid move on his part um, to say something like that. It just isn't. It isn't smart. It, you know, it, it, talk about throwing shade. That's exactly what he was doing on LeBron. Yes. But you know what these, uh, you know what these guys do, too. The, the testosterone, the egos, the get in the way. Oh, yeah. And they like, look, yeah. I, I play this game at a high level, too. Yeah, everybody wants to play the Patriots until the ball is kicked off. And then you exactly. find out how good they exactly. are. Exactly. Right. And you think, uh, I can beat this guy. What, they, what are they doing different? Well, when you get on the field, everybody want to fight Floyd Mayweather until you're in a ring with Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> and then you've been tagged three times and don't know, didn't even hear the bell ring. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the only bell you heard was in your head. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I um, you know, like what Kyle Lowry, Lowry did was he's saying, hey, I'm worth my weight too. Right. But when you say that as a competitor and a, as a guy who still thinks he's the top in the league and LeBron James, I'm like, yeah, I take that personal. Because I got to find something to pray for anyway. Because I don't swept. I'm a Detroit. grown man, too. I put in work just as much as he has. Have I gotten the same results? Am I 6'8", 260, running around? No. But I put in work. I'm a grown man. I'm not going to allow you to call out my team. I'm the leader of this team. See, I don't think that that was, that was calling his team out. Who, LeBron? Who oh, would you prefer to play? They asked, who would you prefer to play? I would love to play against <laughs> Wayne Wade and the Miami Heat. That's not calling. That's not disrespecting Toronto. They asked him, "What would be your preference?" He he uh, he, uh, he could have directly uh, would yeah. He with his friend. He wanted to play with against his friend yeah. Dwayne Wade. He want to go back to my enemy. He want to sweep them. It's going to make a huge story out of it. The um, I was rooting for it too. These I guys going to sweep. Um, <laughs> if they win this first game, if the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers win this first game, then they're going to sweep the um, the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, it, I think it. I think and that would be, be three sweeps. I think it'll be a sweep. That'll well, be a, that'll be a wild that's circuit. what everybody predicted anyway. Going into the whole playoffs. Not nah, me. I got. I got them at one, five and one. I got a five game series. They're going to sweep Toronto. Well, the way they, they Toronto, swept Detroit, the same, and two years in a row they swept Atlanta Hawks. If they sweep Toronto. They're going to be. It depends for, on what type of that opened eyes. I don't know. It, going. I, it, it's going to be a sweep because I think they're going to struggle again to well, score the basketball. DeRozan and Lowry. In which when they when those two struggle, it's it's over. Who's it's gonna make them out. struggle? Who's gonna who gonna who's gonna put who's gonna be on uh, DeRozan where he's gonna struggle? The Cavaliers are well rested. These boys are hot. The Cavs cannot miss. Well rested. You don't understand. Once Lowry and DeRozan, these guys like like Kurt said, they're not on Curry and LeBron's level. These guys don't have a ultimate go to move and shot where they're gonna consistently make it. As soon as they miss, the Cavaliers are scoring. They can run and gun. LeBron James is coming down the court, 6'8", 260, coming through the lane. Who, who do they have to prepare for that? They big man is the gone referees. now. They big man is out, the referees. The referees. And they on LeBron's side. 240, they on, you uh, know that. They on the lead side. Uh, the Orlando coach told you about the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Coach it's told you Gundy? in the first round. Yeah, Van Gundy told you about that in the first round in Detroit. They, they don't, I don't think they cater superstars as much as they used to. Because, because oh, of, man, are you kidding me? Yeah. I think I don't know. So, so well, like like the San Antonio game, uh, the, the foul on um, Green, or the foul on Westbrook. Why? Okay. How you missed that? We had this conversation. Yeah, I that wanna, was yeah. I, I don't know how you. I don't, I don't know, know how, how you missed, missed the call. calls that are right in your face. Yeah, that was the one right you. In front of you're right in. You the, know the game as a ref. You know they're going to intentionally foul at that moment. I you you so ref so many forward. games before, right? And and then here's the tough refs in the league. Here's what I don't like about the referees. There's a lot of things, but this one right here. I'm not allowed to be emotion. I'm talking basketball. I'm not allowed to be emotional and passionate about what I'm doing and then take some, uh, take some offense to you calling me a foul on me when it probably it was, it could go 50-50. Yeah. But you're not letting me play the game in the, first, in the fourth quarter that I played in the first quarter. 
So I take offense to that. Then you stare me down. This is the problem I have with you. Stare me down, yep. waiting for me to say something or do something so you can take me. Who are you? You can't even play this game. You cannot even play this game at a high level. Is why you refereeing. Right. But I can't be passionate. I can't be uh, emotional about the game. This any any sport, any major league sport, you go through you through, you go through some stages as far as your feelings. Yeah. I get that. The lead and the referees, which there's one and the same, they take those away. I get that. And and also you saw the um, Golden State Warriors, Portland Trail Blazers when Sean Livingston got got tossed. I didn't like that. Yeah, well, Sean that, ran, that's, Sean that's, ran that's to more, the referee that's, too. That's more of a regular season talk. ejection talk. The guy got it, it, it. He almost got his head knocked off. Well, when the referees he got, got his head knocked, when period. they got a union. They they started doing whatever they want to do. When you're in the union, you can do whatever you want to do. Of course, yeah, yeah. pretty they much. They started thinking that they were there for part of the show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I came to the no, arena. I came not. to the stadium to watch you blow that yeah, whistle. Exactly. And yeah. try to keep up with some world class athletes. You not they're not running up and down the gym. Now, there's some referees that go work out and run because that's what they do. They train, but they're on a treadmill and they in a gym where there's um where there's food where they serve food. Real food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you That's eating crackers? True. Right. Well, you talk about uh, even in, in uh, baseball, the umpires. They seem like they control the game a lot. Yeah. Well, they look at they look at. Um, I mean, they you, toss managers left and right like it's nothing. I'm like, dang. They look at those guys and and can't wait to uh, throw them out. That's tough. Yeah, it's too much ego. That's tough. Um, also, in the NBA world. I mean, once again, this guy was named unanimous, well-respected around the league, well-respected going back-to-back, first time since your boy Steve Nash. Where does this put Stephen Curry's legacy and his legendary status right now? Because you look at Steve Nash, and he won back-to-back MVP titles, and everyone was – almost considering him as one of the best, actually the best point guard of all time. Now you're looking at Steph Curry. He's been getting a lot of backlash the past couple of years because he's a shooting guard. He's a shooting point guard. Uh, the, the league is different now. He couldn't do this beforehand in the 80s and the 70s and early 90s when basketball was rough. I think it's more talent throughout the NBA now because now you don't have to bring in and draft a Charles uh, Oakley. And actually play this guy minutes. Like now, you can draft a Draymond Green who can give you physical play and also can put the ball in the basket. A guy like Charles Oakley would never be on Steph Curry unless he drove to the basket. See, when you got um, a guy like that, wouldn't even be in today's NBA. Period. And that's why it's, it's non-existent. He'd, he'd be. Um, he'd probably be teched out. He'd be take. He'd get twenty <laughs> texts in the first forty games, and he'd be suspended for a game. And every game, every other game after that, he'd be suspended. Like we said, we just this this is nothing more than a conversational piece because yeah. if you can play basketball, nothing has changed from the rim to the the, the sixty foot, the basketball court, the ninety what is it ninety four or something by something, nothing has changed from that. If Steph Curry can shoot, he can shoot. He's still gonna be outside the marks. Still gonna be that marksmith like the mm-hmm. guy from uh, like Reggie Miller. He's gonna. But you know not to come inside because the game is played different inside back then than it is now. You still got some guys that's, that plays against, that plays it the way you would like to see it. You still got a handful of referees. Okay. You come in, you come in the middle in the paint. You're gonna get smashed up. Yeah, we we yeah. gonna give you the foul. We gonna get smashed up. But now these guys are afraid to foul them because the referees and their whistle and the lead and their tolerance. So it's more towards the referees than the guy than the game itself. Uh, that, I, 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 would need to, or, I would need to be at a bar with a drink in my hand to have that conversation. <laughs> but the, also, the, and, and the, the conversation about his legacy, he's really he's just now starting his legacy. I agree. He, he, had, he, he has nothing yet. Mm-hmm. Like if we, see, we so caught up on that excitement that a pure shooter like him. Well, we did see Ray mm-hmm. Allen. We did see Reggie Miller. We did see, it's a lot of pure shooters, but at the dynamic that he's doing it and the way the lead is and, and the, the lights are brighter, the oh, team, yeah. he, the team he's on, he has backup in Clay Thompson and Steph and uh, Draymond Green, uh, Sean Livingston, uh, Iguodala. He has backup. They got a bench that can come off and probably maintain the, the lead they have or get a lead that they that they need for their stars to get rest. 
So he can come in and do what he want to do. His legacy really is just now starting, and it's, it didn't pick up until like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got to put together at least three more years before Solid, he like this. legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's. But I mean, it's phenomenal. But again, to your point, Kwame, you know, you lo- you watch Pete Maravich do what he did. You watch Steve Nash do what he did. He did all the same things that Steph Curry is doing now too. Um, in fact, I think I put that out on Facebook. Is you know, we saw all the amazing things that. Steve Nash did because he was in that that uh, uh, 50, 40, 90 yeah. group. And, you know, that's he is a phenomenal talent, and I hope injuries don't shorten his career. And that's what concerns me a little bit about this ankle stuff going on, although he looks like he's back, is that, you know, Steph Curry is, is, is somewhat fragile. And thank goodness the game has changed a little bit so that someone as slight as he can play. Right, or because or, if, if not, the Golden State Warriors will still be in the playoff, but they won't have home, field, home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he would have missed a lot of games if the game was played back the way we watched it. Philadelphia Eagles, Detroit, I mean Philadelphia 76ers, Detroit, Pistons, Los Angeles Lakes, Boston Celtics, those games, the New York Knicks. Yep. You know, he, he, it would be crucial for him. Yeah. You talking about the Seattle SuperSonics, Sean Kemp, and then Gary Payton and all those guys? Oh yeah. Uh uh-uh, uh, it would be crucial for him. A game four. Gary Payton would be on St- uh, Steph Curry every game. And, and I think Curry would still get off. No, no way. With thirty points. No way. Thirty points on Gary Payton? Yes. Who does that? Where have you seen that? <laughs> who does that? I think Curry could. Man. Steph Curry is not who's getting off on Gary who, Payton. Who's, who's done? Th- who can this shoot? Guy who plays shot defense the ball like Curry off a minded. dribble? Minded, huh? Who 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 shot the ball like Steph Curry off the dribble? You, what, what are we talking Steve about? Steve Maravich, Steve Nash. <laughs> no way. No way. Not as consistent. You asking me, what are you asking me again? Who's what? Ray Allen. Ray Allen? No. Ray way. Allen the same. Ray Steph- Allen was not dribbling the ball coming off the dribble. No way. Ray Allen come off the pick. He don't even dribble. He come off the pick and shoot. That's a shooting guard. That's his job. He shoots like Him and Steve, Steph Curry shoots exactly the same. You think so? I think so. Off the dribble? I don't think so. Yes, that's that's that. I think that's what makes and you know why we you know why we talking about more this? of an exceptional shooter because he can do it off the bounce. We talking about big time guys who make big time plays and yes. big time moments. Right. That's what we talking right. about. And yep. Ray Allen was one of those guys. Steve Nash was one of those guys. Pistol Pete Marriage, Magic Johnson. That's why we like these guys because mm-hmm. the stage yeah. was set for them. Mm-hmm. So they wait, play it, big. Yeah, they play big. Yeah. But yeah. we also talk about Quad Leonard. And that's what I'm. Uh, that's why I'm thinking about. But that's what I'm thinking about. Gary Payton. You know they threw a costume party. Yeah, they, they their whole <laughs> season was a costume <laughs> party. Well, there was an image of something. Then you put them, you took the costume off and say, "Oh, that was the Spurs." Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah, they, costume party. That was disappointing to watch the way they finished because again, Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard both kind of disappeared. Right, gone. Kurt, I, I wrote David off. I wrote off Russell Westbrook and Durant. I was like, "There's no way." You sure did. After game one, I was like, "These." Spurs are locked oh, yeah. and loaded and ready to go. There's no way Durant and Westbrook, but a lot of respect to those two gentlemen. And as they start game one tonight, you're looking at what the Thunder have to do to compete. Are, is this going to be a sweep? Is this going to be a five-game, seven-game series? This is going to be a seven-game series. I hope so. You talking about Oklahoma City I Thunder? Because so. uh, I told, I remember during the season, I was like, these two, these two teams are my favorite two teams in the Western Conference. Yeah. Period. Six games. And I know. Yeah, I think it's six. Six games. Well, the, yeah, the the Thunder I'll has to get it done games. in six. Yeah. The Thunder has to get it done in six. What? No, they have to. I'm not. I'm not picking the Thunder. But oh, you I'm said they have to get it done. They in have six. to do. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, at the most, they. Have I'm, to get I'm it saying Golden State win two at home, and one on the road. Yeah, I'm saying Golden State win two at home. Let's say Thunder take care of business at home. Golden State come back. And, you no, know, they, they, they yeah, they got to win one, one on the road. Okay. They gonna win one on the road, and maybe it'd be that third, that fourth game. You think OKC can steal one? Steal one, win. Where are they gonna steal one? Where? At Golden State. At Golden In State. Oakland. No, no, they, they, yeah, I think they can because <laughs> will they? No, steal a game. Mm-mm. So you say okay, Golden State Warriors will steal a game. In OKC. Yes, but Oklahoma City is but not the, still in the but game. But the Thunder's I mean, not. That's why I got it in six seasons. That's why I got it in six. Oh, they still said in five. 
Name yeah. that tune. I can name well, that tune. If, I can name that oh. tune in three notes. If they, <laughs> they steal a game, if Golden State steals a game in OKC, it will be over in five. You think they're going to go home, come back home, and um, do um, – okay, two. Okay, they went two at Golden State, the first two. Let's say that happens because it's easy yep. to be one and one. And they steal one now. They steal one on OKC. Uh-huh. So, so now they're three and one. They come back home game five. Over. Over. No need to go back and then get some rest. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'm excited. I'm excited for the series today. I think I'm going to be at the I love, I I love Russell Westbrook's game. I love his attitude. I want to see I like him his attitude because he don't care what Curry's anybody little, say about him. Right. And Curry's a little beat up. Who's a little beat up? Curry. No, he's not. Where? Supposedly. Allegedly. He didn't look very beat up. How he get beat up? What beat up you talking about? He must have beat himself in the bathroom. What, beat, hey, what kind of beat you talking what's about? His, <laughs> he ain't beat up. Easy, brother. Easy. Um, <laughs> you, heard, you saw his wife out there saying, go, baby, go. Get him, baby. Exactly. Here you go. Get him, baby. Here and you, you saw a little Riley. You saw a little Riley. Riley got everybody on watch. <laughs> <laughs> she got everybody on watch. I'm mad. I'm eyeing you. She gave him the the double four of them and she pointed. did the talking for Steph. That's that's crazy. That's <laughs> and nice. you see Steph do it for afterwards. He was because yeah, he was yeah, on yeah. TNT. So he did, it on he TNT. did what she did because that was funny. <laughs> you think his game four moment was one of the best playoff moments ever? Is this his game four against dropping seventeen in the overtime? I think that quarter was not that game. That quarter was because he had just His came. Moment. I'm yeah, sorry. he had that just moment. came off. It wasn't uh, the greatest two, games. Right? What was he at? Two and a half weeks off. That's yeah, incredible. That's incredible. One of the greatest moments. He playoff a, moments ever. Yeah, but he missed about ten shots. He missed nine shots. Yeah, he came in a row, and, and I think that's what makes this moment even better. Because he seventeen was points. One one of ten. I don't know. I have to. I have to go back in my uh, database, my mental database, and see, and think about that because it. Ever no one of them? You say you said, you did say one. I of them. I think it was one of the greatest Steph Curry moments again. Oh, Steph Curry moment? Yeah, I say that. But playoff moments. I'm talking Jordan flu game. I'm talking. Nothing's gonna be that because we everybody loves. Sixty-three. That was never sixty-three a in the Garden. I'm talking eight point nine, eight points in eight point nine seconds. Reggie Miller. What about, uh, Willis, Willis Reed? What about Willis those? Reed? I'm yeah. No. Steph Curry dropping seventeen in overtime. You know why? Because it's so on right now. It's so. It's yeah. in our base, our mental base yeah. right now. We see it right now. LeBron so, James dropping twenty five in the palace. So, yeah, that's no, that's yeah. I can't, I can't <laughs> answer that question. I need to be in front in a bar and with a drink in front of me, and Tito's or some wine, one or the other. Yeah, it, You're killing me. It's the most <laughs> points in overtime, it, Kurt. It's the most points in an overtime. Absolutely, I, I, I think it's a, gr- it's a big moment, probably one of the, the biggest moments in Steph Curry's career, for sure. Um, and I think it's probably in the top 10 or 15 of uh, NBA playoffs all time. I, I'd, I'd go with that. I'll go with 10. I'll go with 15, top 15. Ooh. I got to gotta do some research now. Well, then, that's what you're supposed to do. Research, yeah, bring it back in. Oh, man, I got to do some homework now. Uh, well, that'll, that'll leave me something to do tonight because, unfortunately, we got to get out of here. What? Uh, download the show on iTunes. It's only 9.56. Download the show on iTunes. It's great, great to have <laughs> the gentleman back in time, as you can tell. We'll be back here tomorrow discuss, discussing game one. They fired Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt. I know. Oh, you know? Oh, okay. He texted me. Oh. Carmen, yeah. that's the Sports Talk Show. We got to get out of here. We'll catch you all tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>